When I awoke the next morning in the hospital, the depression, it had melted away like snow under a blinding sun. I felt each heartbeat as my body seemed to become resurrected. The black dog had all but run away, but my weeping lumps and scars bore witness to Steiner's brutality. My remaining testicle was now shriveled up to the size of a pistachio. What had Steiner seen in the dreams we shared? That is how he'd found me. I had dreamt of running back to my parents' house just nights before the fire behind the grocery store and finding the application to Greenville County Sheriff's Office. I often dreamed of crawling into my bed and turning into a kid again. In those couple of nights before meeting Steiner, in that dream, I had woken up with my brother, and the enchanted night was embracing us and we were climbing trees. We sat in the tallest pine, looking down in our bedroom window. Under the spell of midnight, my sentence of mental desolation was overturned. Steiner had shared this dream with me and recognized the house. That's how he was able to find my family. And from that point on, he had no trouble in tracking me down. Steiner is a very observant man. Who is dreaming of whom? Plenty of times I've held a pistol to my temple, black snakes coiling inside my skull. But then sleep would overtake me and an explosion of images flashed before my eyes. A woman's nails raking bare skin, a larnax crushed between powerful fingers, the sun as it rose over a cold abandoned alley. There was a sad bridge concealing a secret as a car sped off. I'd wake up, shivering, a shaft full of death, and know what had to be done. The first dead body I'd ever seen was as a Greenville County deputy. She had been stashed inside one of those man-sized drainage pipes you find at construction yards. Steiner had instructed me in our dream. She was his. He wanted me to know. Arriving at the scene by myself, I carefully collected shell casings from his pistol and made sure her body couldn't be identified by means I'll spare you of. But let's just say that Steiner, he was often pleased with my creative flair in these matters. The next morning, life was good for the first time since I could remember. I left Greenville County when a driver's license appeared in my work mailbox. Attached to it was my picture, but with a different name. The next day, a new birth certificate, and finally, an Atlantic PD police application. It was time to move on. Steiner was letting me know this. For the most part, the black dog was gone, and only a few piles of shit were left to clean up. But each day, I'd feel it. The depression growing and growing and growing. But it was kept locked in another room kept locked in another room that could easily burst until Steiner provided me with another murder to cover up. Thus, the cycle continued across over nearly a dozen police departments in the southeastern states. Steiner doesn't just kill his victims, he does things with the corpses I dare not share even in dreams. There is no understanding such a man.
know why I love this job? My FTO asked me. He took my silence as encouragement. Because of all the crazy shit you see, Bernhard. The radio crackled, and my partner answered. An alarm was going off in the old slave district. Cops, we hate alarm calls. We have to get out of the car, making ourselves a target, walk up to the building and check the doors. Most of the time it's safe enough, but if a door is unlocked and the door especially is left ajar, we're forced to enter the building. We have to clear it, make sure there's no bad guys inside, and there's always the chance of a criminal hiding with a gun who would have the supreme advantage of an ambush. It can become quickly a game of hide-and-seek. Talk to any veteran cop, and he's going to have a scary story. It was 2 a.m. when they gave us this call. We were not even a block from the address. It was an old office building that had been converted into storage units. As we cruised down the street, boarded-up windows stared back at us with broken indifference as the fog rolled in from West Street. My partner and former FTO exited the vehicle as we stopped. Pretty soon, though, he came running back to me and indicated that he'd found an open door behind the front part of the building. I mumbled curses at the voodoo gods that still haunted the streets as I followed him. As we hurried, I became aware of a figure watching us across from West Street. The glow from his cigarette it cast an orange halo around a pointy chin. I didn't move. I didn't breathe. Steiner's eyes were lasers burning through the fog. My partner shouted this time, saying that he'd found something. A dead body was inside, according to my FTO, and inside Steiner's dream. Steiner's sculpted legs carried his form with a terrible inevitability across the street towards us. I rushed as fast as I could go and tried to get to my partner, and I found him stammering how much he loved this goddamn job. All the crazy shit you get to see, and my buddy wanted me to step inside with him. He wanted me to step across a threshold into some of the crazy shit so he could tell the buddies in the squad room. His back was to me. Bernhard, he said. Bernhard, can't you see this? Can't you see? Steiner, brush me aside. My remaining testicle jumped up like a frightened cat and tried to claw its way into my stomach. There may have been a scream, but... Five seconds later, Steiner. Steiner, the man, Steiner, FTO. Bring him inside. inside. He has lots lots to tell us. us. My FTO's body was a bag of rice as I drug him inside. Steiner's silhouette stood against the waxing moon. I didn't pollute the air with questions. I raised dispatched and advised them that we'd be a little while clearing the building. No, no, we didn't need any help. No, don't send backup. Steiner's hungry form moved with the shadows as he ordered me to leave, driving away. I wondered how Steiner planned to set everything right. A dead cop. This was a first. This was something different.
A veteran cop once told me that the hardest part of policing is learning your territory. When I was a rookie back then, I thought he meant simply finding addresses. It's taken me nearly nine years to realize what he was truly saying. When you're speeding along at 120 miles an hour, precious is knowing the most efficient route from point A to point B. As a policeman, you have to be at a minimum four minutes, two minutes, one minute from your call, ten if you're a deputy working the backcountry roads. Without Steiner's murder victims to hide, I felt like I was driving a hundred miles an hour into sheer darkness, not knowing the address. My greatest fear is that I will never die, that Steiner is somehow changing me. Whatever it is, he is or is not. Driving home after the murder of my former FTO and partner, I observed something within myself. Steiner seemed to be searching for something, and as such a man as he was, he always gets what he wants in the end. The worst part was that when he found what he wanted, I know he had no plans to kill me. Charleston PD, the end of that horrid night shift. As I stepped out of my cruiser walking up the steps of my apartment, I knew I had finally learned my territory. In a dimly lit room, my interrogation continued by the internal affairs officer. He wanted to know what had happened to my partner. Take us through step by step, he had told me. From the moment you received the call from dispatch, where were you? Where was your partner? Present also was a state law enforcement division, SLED for short. Agent, I'm sorry, I responded to their questioning. The SLED agent looked up. Pardon? I wasn't a good friend, I said. I told them about my partner's wife cheating on him and how during our partnership I had shown no sympathy whatsoever to my buddy. Maybe when he had stepped out into that darkness, he just never wanted to come back. But the internal affairs officer held up a hand. You don't know why Raymond entered the building? Why he went inside by himself? He just told you to get into your cruiser and go home? You didn't think there was anything odd about that, Bernhard? The men in the room seemed to squinch their noses as my bullshit whiffed around in the air. One of them asked for my badge and gun. Why not take some days off, they suggested. As the sled agent stood, he locked eyes with me. It was like he was trying to wake the secret that slept within me. Would I mind driving to Columbia and taking a lie detector test? A blanket of deception covered me. Go home, Bernhard, and rest. Don't leave town tonight, all right? Depression works in odd shifts, all times of the day and night. In my dreams, ghostly visions of Steiner's victims parade in front of me. They walk the streets of Charleston in a foggy world of solitude. My mind tiptoed around memories as my sleep birthday dream that was possessed within me completely. 
in the dream, Steiner and me shared the same body. We were running inside a labyrinth. In my hand was a machete and a rat. A giant rodent the size of a bulldozer was chasing us. At the center of this labyrinth was a young man. He was bound and squirming against his restraints. Steiner, speaking through our shared body, ordered me to raise the machete. As I did so, the machete took on a life of its own. Steiner wanted to know what was inside the man before the rat reached us. So I did what any sane man in an insane dream would do, and I obeyed. The man tried to scream, but all that came out of his mouth was cheese. Cheese flowed out of his heart as I hacked and cut around it. Steiner commanded me to speak our victim's name, where he lived, what he did for a living. The rat was almost upon us. His name, his name, his name. The man's body broke open. His skin stretched tight as a drumhead, then became translucent. His guts glowed like hot embers. The source of light was his soul. This came to me as a revelation often does in dreams. I realized that this man was sharing this dream with us, with me, with Steiner, and him, all three of us. Whoever he was, he was alive, and the black dog couldn't harm him. Name! Name! His name, heart name, beat name. in the center of a jungle paradise. Listen to me! Listen to me! Steiner tried to assert control over our dream body. Carved into the soft tissue, his name was spelled for me. Joseph. Steiner needed me to tell him who Joseph was. He couldn't peer into the man's soul. Only I could. I will settle with you! With you, with you, with you, with you. I'm going 125 miles an hour to a hot call in progress. Hell is an atom thickness away. Steiner's voice faded in that faraway place. The rat consumed us. In the waking world, Joseph asked what I was doing by his car. I asked him if he always worked late. His face turned white as he tried to run away from me. That was his first mistake, turning his back on me. He made his second mistake after I fought him to the ground. Don't ever kick a guy in the groin, Joseph, I told him. You're probably going to miss his nuts, especially if he only has one. I offered these self-defense tips to Joseph after I tossed him into the trunk of my car. Midnight. We were in front of the H.L. Hunley submarine, in front of the Charleston Museum. Tied to a protrusion from the submarine's hull, Joseph, he didn't move. No point waiting in ambush for Steiner. There is no hiding from such a man. Steiner knew tactics better than I, so I wasn't surprised when he struck at me from the shadows. His blow landed, and there was a sharp object sticking out from my back, and it made breathing difficult. He hit my kneecap, and that sent me tumbling down. Joseph squirmed, screamed against his gag. Tears were swelling up his face. Steiner looked down. There was no arrogant flush of victory on his Mediterranean face. I couldn't 
discern any anger, sadness, nothing. He simply leaned down with neutral perfection. In his words were the eternal triumph of reason without conscience. In my head I heard a voice telling me something about watching this time. And he, Joseph, would set both of us free. Joseph stared at Steiner as a gazelle was, hypnotized by the tiger's stripes. I fought to pull the knife out, but abandonment was sucking me under. No, no, Steiner, I whimpered. My will collapsed along with my bladder control. Steiner moved with intent and cut Joseph's restraints. He wrapped a powerful arm around his torso and carried Joseph down Brown Street. Steiner looked at me. We won't dream, we won't dream any, any more, more. I may have been mumbling, please, 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 a thousand times. I'm not sure. I can't be sure of that. But what I can be sure is that I saw prehistoric landscapes bleeding out of the streets of Charleston. Dinosaurs roaming ancient beaches. Inside, a fire was burning and blood rushed out of my wound. A putrid odor permeated the air. My skin was being pulled tighter, then ripped apart, revealing the sinews and muscles beneath. The world was becoming blurry, but my pain, my awareness was slipping away. When I opened my eyes, I was back inside the maze from our dream two nights before. There was only one way out, and that was the giant rat. Joseph, for a split second, had slipped in the dream with me. He agreed, and we let the rat into the labyrinth. The two of us stared as the beast came unsteadily in. We petted the rat tenderly, its moldy fur, a rancid odor as it purred. Joseph pulled out a knife between my shoulder blades and cut into the rat. They say rats see the world without color, but I can tell you, I can tell you, friends, this is not true, because I saw Steiner looking up at me, his face a portrait of rationality and purpose. There was no surprise. He showed no defiance. Without betraying shock, Steiner raised his knife. I sprang at him and felt... As I leapt in the air, barreling out to him, there were two intact testicles tucked under my tail. Feeling like a completed being, I planted my front paws on his chest and knocked him down. Steiner, something I'd never thought would happen in my life, had moved against my own will, my own force, my own body. But simultaneously as I pressed him to the ground, the tip of his knife was pushing into my furry chest. He couldn't shout, but he was trying to say that he should have done me in years ago. As his blade pushed into me deeper, it seemed as though Steiner wanted to tell me something else as well. Maybe in that second he wanted to tell me everything as we were both breathing our last. How we came to share our dreams why he chose me, what the murders were all about, what and who and where Steiner was. As I sank my fangs 
into his neck. I wanted to see, feel, and taste his blood gurgling up. But as I looked down, expecting to see flesh, I saw nothing but circuitry, wires, monitors, chips. There was the harsh spark and spanking of electricity everywhere. The light literally went out of Steiner's eyes. Steiner and his secrets no longer mattered. Death is a simple man. There is no hiding from such a man. Listen to me! Listen to me! Listen to me! Listen to me!